All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of staycurious.org podcast, episode number 18, underway. Uh, I'm the man on the mic. My name is Hakey. Uh, and for those that are hearing impaired, uh, it is spelled H E I K K I. And that name and myself and my lovely face are on the website, which is staycurious.org. Uh, typically on the show, uh, we go through updates and news, but we are going to bypass that stuff because we have a very special show today. Uh, I actually have three guests, three lovely women in the house right now, and, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, a very special, uh, cause and issue of, uh, eating disorders and, uh, body positivity, um, it's a, it's, it's an interesting show. I've been looking forward to this for a while and, uh, now that they're here, I'm excited. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the 2021 Everybody Fashion Show at Youngstown State University, which is uh, dedicated to raise awareness for eating disorders and positive po- body positivity, and provides uh, in- that provides inclusivity for all ages, sexualities, and body types. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm stoked. A little nervous, but uh, I think we all are at this point. Uh, so I have three guests in the house and, uh, the first and foremost is professor Jennifer Frank. She is the professor at Youngstown state university. I have Nina Schubert, who is a mental health advocate for, uh, said topic and, and, and giving awareness about the eating disorders and, and, and whatnot. And sophomore Shakira Smith. Uh, and they're, they're going to introduce themselves right now. So apologies to the listener. We're going to be passing around microphones but uh first up is miss jennifer frank hello welcome hi thank you for having us thank you for uh attending what, what do you think so far i think it's great i'm excited yeah well tell us a little bit about yourself well i am a fashion and interiors professor at youngstown state and i teach the fashion show and productions class at ysu and we have one of my students here she's going to tell you all about the production process and yeah Okay, how, and so how long have you been teaching? This is my 11th year. Okay, okay. And who's next? You want? Okay. Who do we got here? Shakura Smith. Okay. You said Shakura. Hey. Shakura. Sorry. Um, I'm sophomore at YSU. I am a part of the fashion productions team. I am in charge of the denim category, all things denim. Um, Which I will be modeling for you. Yes, I picked out his outfit, you guys. It's going to be fire. <laughs> Um, so starting with the production show, um, we have what, 15 students in the class? Yeah. So it's, at first it was just me and another student talking and talking to uh, Professor Jen, but now everybody is talking and giving their opinions on music. Um, it's actually very fun. We picked out our own categories, merchandising categories, um, we all get to promote and pick our own models. We uh, get them from off the streets, grocery stores, just anywhere. Also, this will be out very soon. So if you still want to model, you can still contact uh, us to model in the fashion show. Oh, yeah. Believe me, after we get done, done recording, I'm going to put a PSA on, on my yes, website we need and, you and all. the IG, IG community. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All models on deck. You want to hand? And next up is Miss Nina. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, I'm Nina. I have been advocating for mental health, mental illness for, oh gosh, math, uh, six years now when I first got help 
for myself and the past four years I've really like dived into it and been speaking and doing events and kind of doing everything I can to kind of make sure people don't feel like they have to struggle in silence and that they're not alone in their battles. That's awesome. That's, that's really good. Uh, so what do you want to talk first? Do you want to talk about the, the fashion show itself and the production, or do you want to kind of dive in in terms of how this all this event started? Because I think that story is super powerful. We should definitely talk about how um, it started. In 2012, we had a student, Danielle Peters, pass away from bulimia, okay. and we started the show in her honor in 2013 to just raise awareness about you know body image and body positivity. Okay, and uh, can you can you elaborate on on like the student herself, or is it is that kind of more private? Like, is that do you know anything like that you can share to kind of help with her specific case? Or is it she, more... Very nice young girl, you know, just like anyone else, but she struggled in silence, like Nina had mentioned. No one was aware of <clears throat> her hurt and her pain until it was too late for her to receive any help. Yeah. So we don't want that to happen to anyone else. We will have counselors at the show, so if you are struggling, please reach out to them. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, so the show, this is the eighth or ninth show? Yeah. And how, how long have you been doing it? I have been involved from the beginning with the backstage. This is my third year being front and center. Front and center. Yeah. You're you're the uh, the leader of this. That's yeah. This crazy crew we have. Awesome, awesome. How is it so far with the planning and the prep with the the pandemic and whatnot? Much more difficult, but we've really come together. I have a great group of students, and everybody's been working really hard. Do you have like a like a core team of of people that are kind of in charge, and you have like kind of like ancillary like peripheral help, or is it just like everybody's got to participate to get a grade you have to participate to get your grade if you're in the class okay you can take the class every spring so there's 15 students currently in the class and they all have to take on a leadership role in order to have the show happen so i kind of just assign them roles and then they go out and they do it and i just oversee okay everything okay cool and uh, what what are your anticipations with the, the pandemic this year? You got like any kind of pauses that are additional pause or, you know, concerns? Or is it just kind of like a baptism by fire? <laughs> there, there's a lot of concerns, but <laughs> we're not we're not going to discuss them. OK, uh, just I mean, just the, the social distancing and, you know, we don't want anyone to get sick. That's just our big worry. But we think it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to all come together. We've been working really hard. But really, the social distancing is really the biggest issue, both and, in the audience and backstage. And this is the first year it's outside. This is the first year it's outside. Yeah. So it's at the Youngstown State Youngstown Amphitheater, correct? Yes. And uh, you got a ballpark. Uh, how many people you're anticipating? Five hundred. Really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have you to get, curb get this muffin top. Yeah. Get I will, ready. Uh, You've only got a few days. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fix that. Uh, <laughs> Really, five hundred. Yes, that's I'm excited the usual attendance. and nervous now. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I have oh, to no. speak in front of everyone. Oh, you, well, you're doing fine now. Yeah, it's no biggie. I'm not nervous. All right. So Sh- Shakora, correct? Did I say that right? Yes. Shakura, okay. Like Tupac. It's Tupac Shakora. My uh, name is Shakora. You know, uh, uh, let's just get this out of the way. Pac or Biggie? Pac for sure. What? You know what, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie doesn't even make my top five. You know why? Really? He only had two albums. That's true. So that, who's in your top five? Wait, is that appropriate? We're not putting Yeah, yeah, if, okay. yeah, we can go quick. Okay. Uh, I, I say uh, Jay-Z, no. 
because Jay Z is like Jay Z is at the top. He he's it's like okay. tr- it's like you can't even include him. Like okay. he's like like Bono. Right. He's just like in a league of his own. Okay. So he's like just accepted. All right, we're on the same. So page. top five M. Uh, I like the dude from Atmosphere. Slug, uh, Merce are good. These are like kind of like yeah, obscure. I'm only twenty, so. Oh, then you don't know any of these. I don't know any of your music either, so I can, I'll just give you like I'll just say M is good. Like that's okay, well, it. Well, I know Eminem. Yeah, so okay. M. Uh, I'll, I'll go uh, Slug from Atmosphere, and then uh, I like Nas. Okay. Nas is good. He's he, he he's on my side, and then uh, I like uh, uh, who else? I, I, that's it. I mean, okay. I, I I like it all. I'm a, I'm a all over the Versatile. board type of music. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah, except with my wardrobe, obviously, as you saw. <laughs> yeah, but I'm here to help with that. Yeah, that's so right. That's right. Good. So tell us a little bit more about you and, and what your experiences with the show so far. Um, I guess I'm the most vocal in the class. I try not to be, but I'm kind of proud of being bossy. So all right, good. If it goes good, it's because me and Jen just to say that on the mic. Um, I've been, uh, let's see. Going to podcast with uh, Professor Jen, uh, planning, um, what is it, like activities for our sci-fi um, group, students in fashion and interiors. Um, that's one campus, our little group. Um, I picked the categories, help pick the categories, the songs. Um, it's not much to really say. Um, in my opinion, I want us to be as controversial as possible. I want everybody to see it, even if it makes people angry. Of course. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's for a good cause. I mean, I think yeah. this is a part where it's like, you know, <clears throat> I, I as I mentioned before, like, I didn't do any Googling to, like, I, I'm aware of this issue. I've had my own kind of, like, small, like, uh, I wouldn't say battles with it but i'm aware of it but i didn't want to google anything like I, I, maybe this is ignorant on my part but like i'm excited to talk to nina talk to to, to both of you the three of you because yeah. it's like educational and this yeah. is what this podcast is about is self-directed learning we can google all day long but until you start having real conversations with people you're not learning shit exactly. you know that's where you that's where you learn, learn is most. with having a conversation yes. with people people that have experienced it people that are living it day to day so yeah. Again, thank you for coming on, You're and uh, it's it's great to hear to hear your story. But yeah, Pac, all the way. Okay, yeah. So Nina, I got a question for you. You've uh, you're a mental health advocate. Yes. Uh, so do you mind sharing with the listeners your your story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as it goes for my eating disorder, it probably started around the age nine or ten for me. Um, I was a competitive cheerleader before that. I was a competitive swimmer. So. It was all about comparison, and that's something I actually just brought up recently on my Instagram is just kind of this idea that we have to constantly compare ourselves and judge ourselves to other people. And so growing up, I was in booty shorts and sports bras at the age of 10 for cheer practices, and our coaches were very clear, like, you can't be a flyer because you're too heavy, or you can't do this because you look this way. And so that kind of just really altered the way I looked at things and it really affected the way I viewed myself and so I was like well I need to lose weight or I need to do this or I have to I can't eat that and I just grew up with this constant struggle and the same as Danielle I suffered in silence for so long because I was so ashamed of it I was 
I didn't want anyone to know. I thought I was so good at hiding it. I just, I was so ashamed. And I also enjoyed this false sense of control I thought I had. I thought I was in control. I thought I was doing everything. When in reality, it's the eating disorder that's in control. You don't really have any control when you are struggling with an eating disorder. It is all mind manipulation when it comes to your eating disorder because you think that, oh my gosh, if I don't eat this today, I'll get skinnier. Or if I work out a bunch, I will lose weight. And you think you're doing all these things for yourself, but a lot of the times for people, it comes back to the number on the scale. And you tell yourself, okay, I'll stop when I get to this number but then you have a new goal for yourself. And it's like, well, I got here. I can go a little bit further. And it's just this constant cycle that never ends unless you get help. And so I, from the ages of 9, 10 to probably 15, I was in that cycle. I had dieting apps on my phone at 13. And I was counting calories. I was recording my weight in the morning when I before I go to bed, what the difference was during the day. I was on so many unhealthy, what I thought were coping mechanisms, when in reality, it was just my way of thinking I had control in my life. And so when I was about 15, one of my friends, Bailey, who I literally credit for saving my life because she pulled me aside in the hallway one day at school and she said, I know something's up. You're not okay. And I thought up until that point, I was doing such a good job at hiding it. I thought no one knows what's going on. I'm doing fine. Like I'm going to get to this number. And she could tell something was up and she saw the apps on my phone. She saw me not eating at lunch. And so she gave me an ultimatum. She said, you either get help or I'm telling someone. And that was a really big wake up call for me because I was so used to putting everyone else before myself and I never really did anything for myself. And so I ended up going to a teacher and I told her that I was struggling. I wasn't completely honest with her, but I was kind of like, I'm not okay and I need help. And so I went to get evaluated for an eating disorder because my school was able to provide me with resources and I get to the evaluation and they're talking to me. And I remember this still so distinctly. They're like, do you ever binge? And so I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, all the time. And I'm like, just like, yeah, I'm constantly binging. And they're like, okay, what's a binge for you? And I was like, burger, fries, and a drink. And they're like, that's a normal meal. I was like, no, it's not. And I was, I had such an altered view at everything that I was normal meals for people, for myself, was too much in my eyes. And so I had to go into what was called day treatment. And so for six hours a day, five days a week, I was in treatment. I was having doctor's appointments, therapy appointments, group therapy, skills groups. I was constantly learning how to take better care of myself. And it worked, but at the same time, it didn't work in the beginning because I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for everybody else. So after about... I want to say two years of kind of playing this game of like, oh, I'm getting better. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, I'm getting better. I kind of realized I needed to do something more. And so I voluntarily went to a residential rehab program for a month and a half. And that program changed my life. It taught me so many things that I had learned, but I didn't want to actually learn. So I 
was doing that and I got out of that program and that's when I really decided I wanted to do mental health advocacy because I didn't think that recovery was real in the beginning. I was like, people just say these things and I was one of those people who had this flawed view where it's like, oh, they're doing it for attention or oh, they're not actually sick or just so many different things and I finally had that realization that like, I, if I would have had somebody to talk to about this or somebody who was talking about this, I might have gotten help sooner or I might have realized this wasn't good for me. Are you still uh, close friends with the, the your friend? That- yeah, I, every year on the anniversary, I'm like, I, I text her and I'm like, thank you for saving my life because I most likely would not be here if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. And my body was at a point where my organs were shutting down really? due to the eating disorder. And so... If I wouldn't have gotten help when I did, I, (laughs) if I wouldn't have gotten help when I did, I can't say definitively that I'd be here today. And so many amazing things have happened since that day that I'm so grateful for every single day. And that's kind of what really made me realize recovery was possible. Recovery was worth it because I'm doing things with my life that I never imagined for myself. I didn't imagine myself making it to 16 and that was and how, how old are you now? I'm sorry. I'm 22. Okay. So six years passed. When Man, I thought these I two youngins make. in the house. <laughs> um, but no, I, I didn't see a future for myself when people are like, what's your five year goal? Or like, what do you want to do after high school or college? I, I didn't know. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I'm finally at a point where I'm so passionate about the things I'm doing, whether it's mental health advocacy or small business stuff or just anything in between. But for me, the really important thing in my life right now is making sure that nobody else has to go through their battle alone. What type of uh, like I, I applaud the mental advocacy stuff like this is what this podcast is about. This is what the brand is about is. It's I, I look at it as a uh, a brand more than a product or a service because my goal is to support people that are in that like people can't afford to go to college or mm-hmm. struggle in school and when you start diving into you know like learning and whatnot a lot of it has to come down with to the community your immediate relationships that you have with your family and you know like I I don't know how to mush mouth this without fucking it up but like. When you talk about mental advocacy, like you have a very specific niche. Like people hear that and they're like, oh, that's cool, like feel good. But it's like not until you start asking questions, like what specifically are you trying to do? And it's awesome to hear your story from you're doing it from experience. Yeah. You're not like Googling and like downloading a bunch of information. Exactly. And, and I don't mean this in a bad way that anybody is supporting it, but like you're not performing it. You've lived it. You're exactly. speaking from experience. Yeah. So you have authentic experience, genuine experiences. And to see that from you, to hear it from you. And what you do with it, like moving forward, like you found your like immortality project in a way, like you found your cause. And that's that's awesome because this is what this is. Mine is a little bit different in, in, in terms of like it's helping. It's asking, what do you want to learn about? There's so much to learn. There's nothing. You're not going to get it all. No one knows mm-hmm. it all. Right. You can have all the degrees, all the skills. You can say and, and talk about everything you want. But we have such a small fraction of knowledge or information that we get in our experiences. Um, so what do you do now uh, for the advocacy? You mentioned an award you got from the governor. Yeah. So uh, back in 2018, the governor of Ohio 
uh, his office reached out to me and they told me that he wanted to give me the Courage Award, which was for people who were making a difference in Ohio. And um, I thought it was a prank. And um, they were like, yeah, don't tell anyone about this. He keeps it hush hush. I'm texting all of my friends. I'm like, who's pranking me? Like, I'm getting the Courage Award from the governor. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then I get like an official email from him and everything. And I'm like, never mind. Um, Disregard my last message. But I had gotten the award because I had started a mental health advocacy group at my college. And Which college? And Kent what? State University. I went um, to Kent. Oh my god! Hell yes. yeah! Yeah, Golden Flashes. Yes, Golden Flashes. A little bit long ago. That's where I met that clown, my audio engineer, that's just <laughs> all laying down, just doing nothing. But uh, yeah, I went to Kent. I graduated in uh, December of 04, I think it was, or 05. And yeah. then I went to San Diego for 14 years. Yeah, we have years. Uh, the library's largest building in Portage County. Yeah, Our that's pride right. Our joy. Um, but no, so I, my freshman year, I got to Kent State and I was like, I want to, I want to do something. I want to make something where people can feel safe. They have a safe space, but it's also educating on mental health and mental illness. Um, so it's called the Nightingale Project. And so a Nightingale and for me is a guardian angel, somebody who's watching out for you, making sure that you're not alone in your journey. And so with the organization we were able to do so many amazing different things we donated probably over close to a hundred blankets for adolescents and psychiatric units so that when they get into the unit they have something that is theirs because usually when you go into a psychiatric unit you're kind of stripped of everything and like you're in a hospital gown you don't have any of your belongings and so we wanted them to have something that could stay with them during their entire time and they could take home at the end of their stay to mm-hmm. remind them they made it through this very tough moment in their life. We wrote letters to people in patient and treatment facilities all over the U.S. We raised money for eating disorder associations and organizations. We um, Are you a 501c3, like a nonprofit? Did you start one? We aren't. I would love to one day. It just hasn't been in the cards yet, but I'm hoping once I graduate, that's something I can really pursue. Oh, so you're still in school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I still have, I think, a year. It's I switched majors, so it's all complicated now, but yeah. um, no. So yeah, I would love to make it an actual nonprofit. And, Very good. Um, my, 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 my life goal now is to go around to middle school, high schools and colleges and do education programs on mental health. That's awesome. Um, because I think it's so important for younger people to realize they're not alone because a lot of the times, a lot of people I know it started in childhood, it started in middle school. And so, yes, it does also happen in adulthood, but a lot of the times, like, we don't talk about it because we don't think they're capable of understanding when in yeah. reality kids teenagers understand so much more than we give them credit for and so i want to create these programs so that people can get the educations teachers are properly educated like how do i tell if my student is struggling what can i do for my student and things like that because if somebody if it wasn't for bailey i don't know if somebody would have ever helped me yeah. i don't know if anyone would have noticed I, I you you bring up a good point because i think that's uh you know i don't think people are educated enough about it it's not something that it's like you're taught about it in health class mm-hmm. but it's like a, a general studies aspect and it's there's so much that you're in school that you when you're learning it's it's very it's very difficult to kind of 
dive deep into something right. like that. And I, it, it, from a student's perspective, experiencing them, they might not know, they might be in denial. Mm-hmm. And from an adult's perspective, they might not be educated to see the signs. And so it's like a, a, a double bind, if you will. Yeah. And it, it's that's great that you're doing that. Like so, before after we wrap this the show up, make sure your website, whatever contact information yes. is on there. We'll connect on. Are you doing social media stuff? Yes. Yeah. So I I have an Instagram. It's nourishing.nina where I post kind of uh, like a lot of the time with Instagram, it's the highlight reel of what's going on in your life, and it's oh I went on this trip or oh I did this or oh it's I very did curated. This. Yeah. And so I really try. Like I I post photos of me snot crying my eyes out, and I'm just like this is today for me. This yeah. is what's going on in my life. Or, you know what? Today was a really bad body image day and I didn't like the way I looked and Good. that's okay. And the one thing I say to anyone and everyone when I talk about mental health is you cannot compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 50. Of course. Because you have different experiences. You have different situations. You have different diagnosis. And so you comparing is just going to do more harm than any good. You can relate and you can connect, but you can't compare. Of course. And so it's really important just to have that authentic self out there because you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who's reading. And if my story can help one person, then it's worth it. And when Jen reached out to the National Eating Disorder Association and asked for a speaker and they connected with me because I was volunteering, I I didn't even question it because I knew that if my story could help one person in the audience, it was worth digging up my trauma, digging up my past, my deepest, yeah. darkest secrets. Because for me at this point, I don't have much shame about my diagnoses. I don't have shame about the things I've done or the life I'm living now because if I did I wouldn't be working towards a life worth living which is so important on so many different levels and so I think events like this with the fashion show is reminding people that it's okay to not be okay and a lot of the times when it comes to eating disorders we see one view it's a skinny white girl and so and there's nothing wrong with that that is a situation a for a lot of it's a situation it's a, it's for a, a lot it's a of people commercial but it's also yeah a stereotype. Yeah. And so it's important to have these different people, these, whether it's gender, race, age, it's just a human. Yeah. Just a a meat sack. A human meat sack. A human tube with teeth with clothes. Yeah. That's it. That's all we are. Tubes with teeth, human tubes with teeth. And we got some clothes on. Exactly. And so it's important to remember that like you can do anything you put your mind to. So I always used to think that I never be good enough to model being a fashion show or anything like that. It was just this obstructed view I had. And especially now that I'm non-binary, like I don't necessarily know what I'm supposed to look like, what this ideal image for me is supposed to be. And so I'm kind of just existing right now, which I'm good with. Like we all are. Yeah. (laughs) But it's nice because I don't have to fit into a social construct that like I need to be a size zero or I need to have perfect hair and white teeth and like all those different stereotypes that we just are always constantly striving for because that's what the media shows us. That's what everyone has been shown in magazines, on TV, and everything yeah. in between. And so doing the show has been... You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say doing the show has been so much fun because I did it last 
two years ago now because we didn't you, have did it you model year. or you just yes spoke? so i spoke and then jen invited me back to model awesome and i wore a wedding dress which was so much fun i, I want to wear a wedding dress <laughs> we'll bring it back i'll wear a year. denim wear wedding dress <laughs> <laughs> denim 2022 denim um, wedding dress yes but i wore a dress where i didn't feel comfortable in my arms and i went outside my comfort zone because i was like you know what i'm not gonna let some stupid ideal image yeah stop me and now too like with again with being non-binary like i'm doing the athletic portion and like yeah i can wear leggings i can wear bike shorts i can do whatever i want because there's no social constructs for me so i kind of like just like some days i'm more feminine if you say or masculine like to me it's just like i you're comfortable in your skin right exactly you're comfortable that's 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 big a big process and a big journey which i never thought would happen and so like being able to love myself for who i am is one of the greatest revolutions i've had in my life that's awesome. That and that's like uh, that's like the whole point of the the experience, you know, like of of life is to find that uh, you know it starts with yourself. I read a uh, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, and so we all have relationships, you know, family, friends, loved ones, you know, partners. It doesn't matter what gender, just you have a relationship with people. But he said, and there's one book I read. I think it was like the Art of the Warrior. He talked about like how. There's all these relationships, but the first and most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself. Yes. And I think that is something that is super important to everybody. And, you know, not to get, you know, sidetracked with the generations before, but they, I don't think that generation was taught that. And I think they missed that, which compounds when you have kids and moving forward. But when I read that, you know, that's part of why this project has happened, why Stay Curious happened. Because, like, I want to help. I've been in therapy. Like, when I was in San Diego, I saw a therapist for eight years. I'm going to go. She's she's actually in Detroit, Michigan, visiting her family. And we're going to go have lunch next week. I I'm going to take her out to lunch. Because, like, I love mental health. I, I, my first therapy experience was at 30. And I was fine. I had a little, you know issues with dating but like who doesn't uh but i was like i'm 30 like my physical body is fine i just went i went to therapy just to get a mental health check and i was like this is awesome you know i can communicate and talk with everybody but it wasn't until i went to therapy on my own and she's like look you're fine but that relationship with the self was so important the mental health the having a healthy understanding of who i am whether i you know what i look like but that's important to a degree or it's like value, but like it's what's up here, you know? And so that when I read that Bruce Lee stuff, it was like, that's what I want to get into. I want to advocate that. Like it starts, because if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, you can't have exactly. one with anybody else. That's 100%. And that was the first time I'd seen it in black and white. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's what this project is about. Those are the people that I want to have and help support and coach. It's like you don't have to, there's no such thing as perfection. It's accepting where you are right now and if you want to change, start start working. You know, do the put the work and get involved. You know, your level of success, whether whatever that is 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 dictated by your level of involvement and there's no one else in charge but you. Everyone has circumstances, everyone has you know, they came in they the universe people do. You know, you're the universe having a, a, a the universe is experiencing itself through you whether it's religion, gender, experience, whatever. And until you get the reins of, of yourself and realize like, yeah, it's, you're going to be blaming other people and, 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 and suffering in silence. I love that. I'm going to definitely borrow that and use that because yes. that's, a, that's a great term. 
Um, so enough of my babble and, and philosophies. Uh, you've obviously educated about yourself. Yes. Uh, Miss Jen, I have a question for you. So after with this combination of fashion and what you do and what you're what you're teaching I, I do you want to be called Jennifer or Professor Frank or what what, what are if they the called the university says Professor Frank I don't care what, what do you prefer Jen, Jen is fine Jen okay yeah. so Jen uh, you you've been doing this this fashion stuff I remember meeting you in Kent back in the day uh, not knowing that you were going to become a professor uh, so it's no. nice to see the uh, 15 years later yeah um, but what what what's your share share a little bit about your experience with the the fashion show the cause the issues um, just at first you know it was just a job it was a promotion and I said okay great and it was just something I looked at as another class to teach but then right from the start it became something so much more you know as a female you know I've had issues growing up and you know with body image because all you see is super skinny in the fashion ads which is what I've loved my entire life and it's hard to strive for that it's it's hard to maintain that so I really realized okay this is really important and it became more than a job and um so I I, I agree with Nina if we could help one person with the show that's really important to me as well is the show going to be uh like live streamed or uh like i'm, I'm sure it's going to be recorded documented yeah, but it's is, be is recorded we have um a, we make videos every year we're not sure yet if it's going to be live streamed on our ysu social media or not we're still working the kinks out on that well my lazy ass production boy over here <laughs> he's going to be live streaming for sake stay curious i'm going I'm to strap a gopro to his head unless he's going to be in the show which i doubt he is we're working if, on that too yeah bribe him with my denim <laughs> what do you think bud no no <laughs> no I, I don't think he's interested so uh are you gonna do this next year is are you do you have the the because I, I from what i've sounded in the emails it's like you, you're a different person behind stage so <laughs> yes i i am quite mean backstage i'm um, just because i'm a bit of a perfectionist i want it to go well i have to face danielle's mother when it's all said and done, yeah. she wants her daughter honored. That's a loss that none of us can imagine. We've never experienced anything like that. So that's a big burden that I place on myself. You know, she's gonna Danielle's mom's gonna be there. Of course, her entire family's gonna be there, including her father. This is the first time he's coming. Oh wow! To the show, so there's added pressure there. Um, I want them to be happy with how we honor their daughter. That's that's you know amazing, they yeah. don't care about the glitz and the glamour, which sometimes we as a class get concerned about. They care about is their daughter being remembered. So sometimes we have to bring it back to that. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm going to do it every year. Yeah. So if if you want to ha ha have a uh, you know when you step down gracefully, uh -huh. yes. Who, who's gonna who's gonna get the baton? <laughs> the lady to your left right here. <laughs> what, what do you think? No, you're you're over it. You're like, nah. I get. Oh, she's she's earning her A. Oh yeah, that's it. That's called brownie points. She's, she's earning it today. Um, um, I don't know. Whoever you know, whoever young steps up and wants to teach fashion at YSU. So at, let, talk about the, the the fashion program at YSU. Is it because uh, when I was at Kent, Kent had a kind of like a profound. Or at yeah. least at the time, is it still... They still do. They have both design and merchandising. YSU just has merchandising. I like to say we're small but mighty. Okay. There's five faculty members and we all bring something unique 
to the table. We all have a you know a unique speciality. Speciality. Yeah. Um, so we're growing every day. So if anybody wants to study fashion or home interiors, reach out to me. We'd love to have you. Tuition is cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe this isn't related so much to the uh, the, the the fashion show and 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 and, the, and the, the the issue or whatever. But I have to know as a professor, the pandemic. How has your experience been with the pandemic and teaching remote online and just give me your two cents because you might be coming back for another podcast about uh, online uh, about uh, I education could go, i could go on for days i hate online learning pre-pandemic i hated it i don't think it works at all we had to go online um in the middle of march of 2020 and i was in the middle of putting on this fashion show i told the students drop this course and take it next year because you're going to learn nothing for the remainder of the semester. It was a joke. Yeah. Um, the online is a joke. We spent hours showing each other our pets over Zoom. That was a big learning day. Um, I hate it. We had the opportunity starting in the fall to decide how we wanted our classes. So I said, mine are 100% in person. I told my students, put on your mask and get your ass to class. And we've been in person ever since. That's awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I have it on a mask. Oh, okay. I just can't wear it to school. But yeah, it's <laughs> oh. fine. We're really safe at YSU. We have a great president who really wants everybody back to campus and back to normal. So Wait, I who, who is that? Uh, Jim Trestle. Is, is you'll that, meet him. He's coming to the fashion show. Uh, that's the, the coach. Yeah, uh, the uh, football coach, uh-huh. right? Okay, cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so besides the uh, the. 500 people that get to see everybody walk and, and the, 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 the awareness that we're raising. They're, they're really excited for your runway debut. Yeah. Uh, my, but the word my, is out. Yes, yes. And my denim. <laughs> yes, my expensive denim. repatched denim. Um, what else do we have to look forward to with this show? Like, Can you give us a little sneak behind this, a verbal? Yeah, we are having a little graduation ceremony that I'm excited about. In December, we had six wonderful students graduate with their fashion and interiors degree, and they had to have a virtual ceremony, which sucked. Yeah. So we're going to honor them a little bit, which is exciting. We have a wonderful speaker coming who's going to share her eating disorder story, and we have a fashion show. Perfect. So that, that's what you're going to see. So either you, Miss Jen, uh, or you, Miss Shakora, Give us the five categories, and how did they come up, and who decided on all this? Okay, um, first we have spring dresses, uh, professional attire, all things denim, athleisure and athletic, and concert wear. <laughs> yeah. So who who came up with all these these um, categories? I, all all fifteen of the students. Um, Jen gave her suggestions from the last year's show that got canceled so we picked from those and we also came up with new ones like denim all things denim is a new category okay and we also put um athleisure and loungewear together all right and and which one are you in charge of all things denim all things denim yes. so do you do you have like a, a partner in crime or is all, all all five categories just like one individual that have a bunch of minions under you um, well, each category has their own leader. Okay. So, and you're the leader of the denim. Yes, I'm the leader of the denim. You got to put that on your resume. Yeah. All things denim, uh, <laughs> category leader, merchandise How, leader. That's right. Uh, so with, with, with this said and done, uh, with the denim thing and like the categories, so how, how has the process been in terms of putting the show? What's your two cents on 
the the planning and the organizing and seeing all this um well first after we uh, gather all of the models together we have them take the picture of their own outfits because um in the previous shows we used to go to macy's or no tj maxx sorry tj maxx and tj maxx and marshall's are my fucking yes, favorite, my favorite too. oh my marshall's god for sure retail favorites uh, best we pick out their outfits we, well we used to pick out their outfits um style them ourselves and put them in the show but this year since it's covid we have to have them pick their own clothes from their own wardrobe take a picture and then we'll approve them to walk into a fashion show together i didn't have to take a picture since you chose it out yeah you're okay i, I guess you're special yeah. my mom says that <laughs> <laughs> not in a, not in a good way though not in a good way it's it's uh, I, I question it when she's rolling her eyes but uh like you just did anyways <laughs> so uh you're, you're from cleveland yes all right and uh your second year at ysu yep how long are you are you on track to finish in two or what yeah kind of i guess i don't really want to finish here i want to go to like california or new york to finish which one it's so different maybe california you better start I have banking. all my favorite people are in california where in california in la all right have yeah, you been everybody is no have you never no. been no. you might want to check it out first <clears throat> okay so, quick story on me. Uh, as, as I mentioned, like I wasn't born and raised in Ohio. I was made in Texas. Dad's Finnish. Mm-hmm. Dad was born in Finland. Mom We're is in Texas, in, though. Houston. Oh, H-Town, baby. Okay. Yeah. So, my dad is Finland, born in Finland. My mom was uh, born in England. They met, and then they made me in Texas. And I'm the oldest of four. Mm. Uh, and lived in Ohio, or no, I lived in Texas, New York. Florida, West Germany, and then my dad retired from the Air Force in 1990. So I was only in Ohio for like maybe 10 years or so, nine years, uh, and then I moved out to California. What was your favorite place? San live? Diego. Oh, mm. uh, I just moved. Okay. I, I just moved back here last year. Why? I have family. Oh. I was like, you know what? 14 years being professionally broke in San Diego, and I had a good job. Like I was a project manager. Like I painted big bridges. Like yeah. I ran a 20 million dollar painting contract. So like, you're broke in San Diego, but rich in Ohio. I was yeah. making money. <laughs> I, I was doing, but it was just like I'm single, no kids that I know of. So it's like, you know, like <clears throat> I was just like having fun out there. Yeah. And in 14 years, like I had the lifestyle. It was like I was retired. Like I worked very little, mm-hmm. got paid handsomely, and I just golfed. And okay. it was a fun time. But I was like, my family just I well, like golf, I said, golfing is an expensive sport. So. It is. It's when you suck as bad as I do and lose as many balls. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> But San Diego was fun. But, you know, Al, you know, he, he's my homie from Kent. And he was the one that imported me out there. And, you know, he was an architect. He, this dude is, like, brilliant. Dual masters in business and architecture. He was the one that came out there or imported me out there. And I found myself out there. It was great. I'd never been to the West Coast, never been to anywhere. But it was, like, San Diego, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very f- grateful for this man. Um, but after being out there so, for so long, I mean, you, you know, I don't know if you know his story. He was an architect. He was like building skyscrapers and like doing like big time projects. And okay, then he um, was like, F this. He's going to go down to Santiago, Chile, teach English as a second language, spent four years down there and then left a professor teaching ecotourism. And then if that's not enough to his <laughs> resume, he says, I'm going to go buy a fucking boat and in Portugal. World. And sail across the Atlantic. Period. Drop mic. <laughs> so his ability to like change shit up, move forward and grow mm-hmm. inspired me. So that's why I came back to Cleveland. I was like, you know what? I know what's in San Diego. It's a beautiful place. LA is fun. Uh, 
but you know that's that's my quick little story mm-hmm. but going back to you why why LA is it just cuz and let me ask you this is LA versus New York more which one is more fashion um, forward well f- New York for sure is the fashion capital of the US but Everybody now lives in California. Everybody, like all of the fashion icons, no one lives in New York. No one wants to be in the cold 24-7. They're all in California. So that's where the jobs are. That's where I want to go. Well, what do you want? Your internship going to be there? Yep, my internship is in California. Where about? I work for uh, Tybo Shump. She's a world-known entrepreneur. She has this brand called Brown Girl Jane. It's a CBD oil um, and wellness company. I'm in charge of her social media, so um, I put together all her social media posts and graphics. Um, I'm in charge of her emails and, you know, just things like that. Okay, cool. If you could go international, take the money. Paris. Yeah. Hands down. Yes. You said that with authority. Yes, for sure. And sass. Yes. So Paris, uh, like, they have the they have the best fashion shows. All right. Who's your favorite fashionista now? Uh, Rihanna. Who? Rihanna. Oh, okay. I didn't know she was in. I know she's like she's fashion ish. I didn't a know she's fashion like fashion icon. She's not a designer, but she's a fashion icon. Okay, my ignorance. Sorry. Yeah, no, Who's your favorite okay. designer? Um, that's a good one. Chanel, maybe. Yeah, Coco. Ch- no, actually, sorry, sorry, I'm loud. Let's hear it. Is Pierre Moss is a black-owned designer, uh, super high fashion, and it's like streetwear, couture sh- streetwear. Okay. Bomb, love it. Okay. Yeah. You and that's based it? in New York too. Okay. Yeah. See, NYC, Big Apple. Yeah, but I'm gonna change your mind when you come on the New York study tour with me. Like, there you go. I don't know about that. You gotta keep the mind open. Keep it open. That's it. Okay. I, I, I enjoy the West Coast. Yeah. You going out there? Yeah. When? This summer for next couple. month maybe uh, in May. Okay, where do you know exactly where you're staying? Uh, no, downtown LA maybe. You know how big LA is. You can't no. just say downtown LA. Well, I can't. Tell That's you. like I've saying never been, I can't tell you. But okay, okay, fair enough. And you can't know my uh whereabouts anyways. Yeah. We're on a podcast. They're gonna track me down. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, we're we're coming up on about forty five fifty minutes. So how how y'all feeling? good you want to add anything these are closing closing well, remarks first of all can i say how proud we are of nina okay yes i'm so grateful to experience her great her her light and her greatness is just amazing to hear her story and everything that she stands for is amazing very powerful right sorry very very powerful <laughs> very very powerful and like i said before like you know uh i'm i'm very uh humbled to meet you three meet Jen again to see you know what you've come and accomplished and to meet you two lovely ladies and what your share your experiences this is a new experience for me uh you know 19th or 18th show by all means amateur hour uh but you know I am very thankful and 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 gracious that you've shared your time because you don't get refunds on time you know and I, I, I applaud, and I'm looking forward to the show, seeing you in work, yes. seeing you become. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, yeah. I, I might I might be uh, have a flask. I don't know. I, my, my denim has. We encourage a, all props. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I'll have a camel back then just filled with vodka. Okay. <laughs> um, but, any, again, no, thank you all for coming. Thank you for stopping by. Um you're you're good. You have anything else to add, Miss Jen? 
I just have to thank Nina too. Um, that's been one of the biggest blessings is meeting her. I never in a million years thought when I contacted Nita for a speaker in 2018 that I would find a friend. And so, you know, I love you, but I just wanted to say it for everyone else to hear. So thank you. Thank you for coming. You're, you know, I was cry getting teary eyed during your story. I've heard it all the time, you know, all this time, but it still makes me so sad because I just always want you to remember how beautiful you are on the inside and the outside. So don't forget that. <laughs> other than the fact that i'm gonna cry in my car after this yes <laughs> um i think the one thing that i think is always important is to remember it's okay to ask for help there's nothing shameful about needing to talk to someone needing treatment needing any sort of support we all deserve love and support and I think it's so important to remember that you don't have to go through your battles alone. There are people who love you, who want to help you, and it can be so scary to take that first step, but I can promise you it is worth it. Very, very well said. Um, well, if that's it, ladies, I think we're done. We can go get some Italian food. Yes. Y'all y'all hungry? All right, me too. <laughs> Uh, again, <clears throat> thank you to my guests, Ms. Jennifer, Professor Jennifer Frank, Ms. Shakora Smith, and Nina Schubert. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, and my uh, lazy-ass sound engineer over here on the floor, Al Miller, Project Falcor. Thanks. Um, again, thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far, StayCurious.org podcast episode number 18 is done and in the books. Uh, we will be sending more information out on the social media and the website about the upcoming YSU Everybody Fashion Show, which is April 28th, Wednesday at 6 p.m. in the Youngstown Amphitheater. So if you're following the podcast, check it out. It's free. We will have photos up as soon as uh, we can, but uh, we'll, we'll be promoting the show for the next week or so. And uh, again, thank you for listening. Stop by staycurious.org for more information. We'll have uh, all the uh, the contact for uh, Miss Nina, Miss Jennifer, Miss Shakora here. Um, and if, if you want more uh, info, feel free to contact us at the website. Again, staycurious.org. I'm the man on the mic, Hakey, and we are out of here. Later. <laughs> Keep that in there. <laughs> How do you turn it off?